You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And today I'm bringing you this video um, to kind of follow up with some of the teachings that I've been doing on God's will. Um, first, let me give a summary summary of God's will. And then I'm going to dive into the subject matter because uh, so often we hear Christians and sometimes people who are not Christians say things like, if God wills it or uh, what will be, what will be, um, if it be the will of the Lord. And I think when people are saying that, they don't realize that God does desire for his people to know his will, that he's not actually trying to hide things from us. He's not trying to keep things secret from us. Um, if it is something that we need to know, God wants us to know it. He wants us to know what his will is. And sometimes we think just random information um, is helping us to know God's will. But I'm going to give you some framework as I've been teaching a 12-week course on uh, what in God's will is going on. And I want to now apply these principles to specific situations that are happening in our world today, specifically um, the Chicago uh, shooting where a young man named Bobby, uh, Robert Bobby Cremo, um, shot, I think, and killed six people, sent other people to the hospital. Um, he's also known as AKA Awake the Rapper. Um, and the issue is people will ask, was that God's will? He actually says in one of his songs, is it his fate? you know, to go and, and, and do evil things and to do wrong things. And, and, and if it's his fate, then he can't do anything about it, that he's slated to do this and there's nothing he can do to change it. And, and the question comes up, is that God's will, you know, and from something that extreme to, you know, someone will say, well, you know what, I'll see you tomorrow if that's God's will. So uh, are these things really um, talking about God's will? and what God wants and desires, rather than us focusing on the fact that something happened, and we're trying to make sense of the, the, the evil and uh, the wickedness and the devastation of this life, that if we can come to an understanding that this life is harsh and brutal, and that the only way to uh, survive this life is to seek after the Lord and let the Lord give you revelation and understanding of what is more to come, that this is not the end all be all, that when this life is over, for those of us who have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, who have believed in our heart that God raised him from the dead, um, we shall be saved. And that means that we will be with the Lord, that we will be in his presence as, as uh, 
Corinthians chapter five, uh, and I believe it's verse seven uh, and eight says that we are confident in this, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and, and that specifically is talking about understanding that um, there's more for us who are believers. And so that this life is going to be hardcore and the way of the transgressor is hard and this world is passing away with the lust of it um, and the desires of it and everything in it. And so uh, summarizing the will of God. And so here's the description. Here's the framework for defining God's will in simple terms. And and I want to break this down in simple terms. God's will is simply what God wants, desires, and wishes to be. God's will is revealed by what he commands in its in-context objective and what he predetermines in scripture. God's will is his best offer to people that can be accepted or rejected. However, to the believer, God's best offer is his divine persuasion, which is faith, pistis, um, And you've heard me talk about faith over and over and over again, that faith is God persuading us. When we believe, we are persuading ourselves. We are putting our trust and our confidence in God. And then God uh, gives us the faith to be able to know his will and do his will and achieve uh, the things that he wants, wishes, and desires, his best offer. God's will is clearly discovered through continuous prayer and careful study of what the Bible teaches about specific things in their in-context objective as they relate to our current life circumstances. And so some people will say, well, uh, you know, uh, there are things that happen in this world. How do I know if it's God's will? Well, first I've got to go to God's word and say, is this something that God has expressly said that he wants to happen, that he desires to happen, that he has commanded to happen? or that he is predetermined to happen. We have introduced things into the scriptures um, and applied the scriptures to things that God never said, that he never applied it to. And so when we think about, you know, what uh, Robert Cremo did, um, and if you haven't uh, looked at the clips and you haven't um, looked at uh, the things that have happened you've got to say to yourself, along with all the other tragedies that have happened, all the other shootings, uh, the shooting in Texas and the shootings in in, in Buffalo, New York, and the shootings in Wisconsin, and there's shootings all over. And you say, um, if it's not God's will, then does God know that these things are going to happen? And the answer to that is that, yes, God knows. And if God knows, then why? If he doesn't want these things to happen, if he doesn't desire these things to happen, if he's not commanding or predetermining these things to happen, then why is he allowing these things to happen? Because that's the way we 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 view it is that if God is if if God knows that he must uh, allow it, because if he knows and he sees that it's harmful and it's and it's hateful, why doesn't he stop it? Well, because, again, God's will is his best offer to people that can be accepted or rejected people. You can accept God's will and do what he wishes, he wants, he desires, what he commands, or you can reject it. Now, this is, this is hard because uh, so many people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear 
that God's will is something that can be accepted or rejected. That's why we hear terms like God's perfect will, his permissive will, God's hidden will, all these different wills. There's only one God's will. It's not a whole bunch. And we've gone over this. Um, 2307 in your Strong's, uh, uh, Thelema, uh, 2309, which is the, the same word. They both constitute God's will. Sometimes they're used of mankind, but most of the time when you see uh, Thelema, it's talking about God's will, what he prefers, his best offer, the thing that he desires for people to accept. And, and here's something that's interesting. God is not willing for anyone to perish. Let me say that clearly. God is not willing for anyone to perish. But guess what, folks? People will perish. And they will perish because of their choosing. They will perish uh, because they reject God's offer. They will perish. Uh, there was a, a, a scene in um, Luke chapter 13. In Luke chapter 13, uh, uh, the disciples say to Jesus that Herod, uh, that now sorry, not Herod, Pontius uh, Pilate actually mingled the blood of people in with the sacrifices, something awful. And they say, well, you know, what do you say about this, Jesus? And Jesus replies, he says, well, do you think that they're, they are worse sinners than you because this happened to them? He says, if you do not repent, you will perish as well. And then he goes on to talk about the 18 people who died uh, when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. And he said, are those people worse than you, worse sinners than you, because that happened to them? He said, no. He said, you will perish if you do not repent. And so Jesus' message to them in the midst of this tragedy was repent, which means literally to turn and accept God's will, accept God's best offer, accept what God is offering to you. This is interesting because most people just believe that bad things are happening. God is powerless to stop them, but that's not the case. God has actually offered his will to people and the people who reject it, who say, I don't believe in it, who say, I don't like it, to say, to say I just don't understand it and I, I'll never believe it. They actually are exercising their right to accept or reject God's will. They're exercising their right. Is that what God wants for them? Because there is going to be a consequence for that decision. But yes, it is up to them to accept or reject it. As a believer, God gives us faith, the faith to step into the things that he desires, to be obedient to his commands. But we do that because we choose to believe in the message. The Bible says to uh, repent, which means turn and accept God's will, believe the gospel, and you will be saved. Turn and accept God's will. That's what repent means. Believe the gospel. What is God's will? For you to believe the gospel. And what happens from there? God's will is for you to receive faith and the spirit of God so that you can you know him and know his will and understand his will. In First, uh, first Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, 
neither has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But if you stop there, you'll think that God has mysteries that we can't find out. But verse 10 says, but God has revealed these things to us by his spirit, even the deep things of God. God wants us to know his will. As a matter of fact, Ephesians chapter 5, and I believe it's verse uh, 17, he says, do, therefore, do not be unwise, but know what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise, but know what the will of the Lord is. We, we need, we, God wants us to know what his will is. And you say, so was it God's will uh, for these tragedies to happen in our world? Well, no, because there's nowhere in his word, word that it says that God wants people to perish, that God desires for people, that that is God's ultimate wish is for people to be destroyed. As a matter of fact, I believe it's in Ezekiel chapter 18, where he says that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Now, we think God is enjoying the death of the wicked, but he's not. Because what God wants and desires, according to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, for God is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness. But God is long-suffering, not willing for anyone to perish, but desiring that all should come to repentance. That's his desire. That's what he wants. We look at God's will and what he's command. He commands all men everywhere to repent. That's what he desires. He commands all men to turn and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is his command. What is he predestined in scripture? That he predestined that there's salvation in Jesus Christ and all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Hey, God. And so we've got to understand that God's will is not about just what's happening. God's will is about what he desires to happen. And we can know that. We can know that. Now, if you're in the comments, please ask your questions, you know, and I will respond to your questions. I will uh, message you. Uh, let me know because I think there are things in life that we're calling God's will that is not God's will. And we need to ask these questions and get clarity because God's will is clearly discovered through continuous prayer and careful study of what the Bible teaches about specific things in their in-context objective. That's another thing is that most people don't understand how to keep things in their in-context objective. And what I mean by that is that what the intention of the passages for, because sometimes we'll pull out nuances and we'll pull things out and be like, oh, look at this and look at that. But we're not looking at it in its full in-context objective. What was the purpose of the passage? What was the writer's original intent? What was it that the writer meant? And what was it that the, that the hearers heard? And, and, and that's what we're supposed to be focused on. That's how we'll know God's will. And you said, well, where's the Holy Spirit in all this? Man, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, and I believe it's verse 26 and 27, that there are times where we don't even know what we ought to pray for. <laughs> but the Bible says that with, with moanings and gro with groans that we cannot utter, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. 
because he knows what the mind of God is and he knows the mind of man. And so the Holy Spirit can pray according to God's will because the Holy Spirit knows God's mind. He knows your mind. And according to God's will, he intercedes. And you don't think that the Holy Spirit will help you to understand God's will as you read scripture? You don't think the Holy Spirit will guide you in your day-to-day life to make sense of what's going on based upon an accurate knowledge of the word and a close connection and leading of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is active today. Some people don't think that the Holy Spirit guides us day by day and step by step, but he does. The Holy Spirit's desire is to lead us into all truth. He will even show us things to come according to uh, John chapter 16 and verse 13. He'll even show us things to come. Yes, the Holy Spirit can do that. And the Holy Spirit will do that according to God's will. And so, yeah, I I think we've got to really understand that God does desire for us to know his will. And there are things that happen in our world that just because they happened, it doesn't mean that that's God's will. I want you to share this video. I want you to share this with people and help them to understand that. Send them to me. Message me. Let's talk about it. I've been studying God's will for some time now. Just got finished doing an in-depth study. And I've got a lot more. I've got a lot more material. I ended that class, but I got more material. God's will is something that I'm passionate about because I've heard so many people say things like, if the Lord wills it, and they're not using that in context. That's not the way that you would say that. When we pray, uh, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done. We're not saying, well, whatever happens just happens. That's God's will, because that's not what that means. We can know we are not to be walking around wise, but we are to have understanding that we may know what the will of the Lord is. We shouldn't be unwise, but we should have understanding that we may know what the will of the Lord is. God wants us to know. He wants you to know. He wants you to know what his best offer is, what his preferred will is, the thing that he truly desires because he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your ins and outs. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the one who is, who was, and is to come. That time is nothing to him. Space is nothing to him. He's seen every single option, every single thing that can possibly happen in your life. God has already seen it. And if we go to him and accept his best offer, we will find ourselves living out our best life. And you say, oh, oh, you're talking that prosperity stuff. No, I'm talking about God's will. Talking about God's will. And so I pray uh, that this empowers you and impacts you. Please message me, comment. Let me know uh, your thoughts on this particular video. Uh, Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you.